0: On this episode, Chris built a deck that exiles friends, but I failed to find a target. <laughs> <laughs> but I...
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can still laugh at it, but it just really... No, i like... <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't want to Minsk the opportunity to tell you about this, Commander.
0: We're still friends.
1: My name's Taylor. Hi, I'm Chris and welcome to episode 9 of Commander Role Reversal. Look at that. We're so close. Two hands. Also no hands. I did it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Well, on Commander Roll Reversal, we build decks, we swap them, we play, and then we talk about it on the internet. Which is you, because this is a YouTube channel. So please remember to like, subscribe, share with a friend and
0: enemy. And just know that if you don't, Karn Silver Golem, a five-mana value legendary artifact creature golem that reads, whenever Karn Silver Golem blocks or becomes blocked, it gets minus 4 plus 4 until end of turn, where the pay 1 activated ability of target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness each equal to its mana value until end of turn is a 4-4. We'll be sad if you don't.
1: We're just diving right into it. Yeah.
0: That's the content you know, love, and have come to expect at this point.
1: <laughs> uh, we can't help it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that Taylor... said I'm <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, what, what are we talking about today?
0: I think we're talking about the Baldur's Gate Commanders that we built for each other, yes. which is super exciting. Commander Legends! Commander Legends. And just so you know, our position here at Commander Roll Reversal uh, regarding proxies, uh, because as you might know at the time you're watching this, these Commanders are not physically obtainable yet, mm-hmm. um, is we're all for it. I mean most of the content that, all of the content that we create is done by proxy and cards, especially yeah. through like Tabletop Simulator and Moxfield. So um, you know it's the reason we're able to explore all of the cards that magic has to offer and we're excited to keep doing that for you
1: yeah and not to spend too much time on it i've definitely proxy decks before and then bought the cards later if i like the deck i think that's a good way to go but uh yeah very much pro proxy on this side of the table will as well. will you be buying
0: this deck chris
1: <laughs> oh i might this was a powerful <laughs> deck and it was so powerful
0: I won some games. You did win some games. And as is tradition, the person who wins the games goes first, talking about their commander on this podcast.
1: Love it. I was playing Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes, 2, a red and a green for a legendary Planeswalker Minsk. When Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes, enter the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create Boo. Ah. Gotcha. (laughs) A legendary 1-1 red hamster creature token with Trample and Haste. The plus one ability is put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature with Trample or Haste. Negative two. Sacrifice a creature when you do Minsk and Boo Timeless Heroes deals X damage to any target where X is the creature's power. If the sacrifice creature was a hamster, draw X cards. Minsk and Boo Timeless Heroes can be your commander. Starts with loyalty three. I think that's the most words I've ever seen on a commander that just reads fling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fling <on a> stick. <laughs> does the fling thing ah it's not just a fling though <laughs> <laughs> no we're here to stay for sure um there were some really incredible cards i'm gonna like this deck was powerful i had a lot of fun beating face with gruel, you know, doing gruel things. Uh, yeah, very gruel things. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, best mono-green gruel cards in the deck was Cultivator Colossus. Four. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Cultivator Colossus is uh, four, a green, a green, and a green for a creature, plant beast with trample. Cultivator Colossus' power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. When Cultivator Colossus enters the battlefield, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. If you do, draw a card, repeat the process it's a star star what (laughs) yeah this is a really cool card i remember when this this uh, card came out and people were pretty hyped about it i can i can get the hype i can get on the hype train for this one i might have to put this one in another deck
0: i mean that's why i was excited to include it i actually haven't seen it really anywhere even Mm -hmm. even in like brawl decks on you know mtg arena like i feel like it's criminally underplayed for the the splashy timmy effect that it does do oh yeah it's definitely
1: a timmy card but um you know play it when you've got some land a couple of lands in your hand and and you can just uh you can just keep going with it um and i think that there are a lot i mean it's a seven mana spell right Mm -hmm. so like that's a you have to have a a powerhouse when you're at seven mana you're like getting close to winning the game at that point right right? um so you know it's a great reanimation target because it is an etb Mm -hmm. that um affects it but uh really really powerful i got to draw like i drew a couple of cards i played a couple of lands so it really like paid for itself in that way
0: yeah how big did it get in one of those games
1: oh my goodness (laughs)
0: like it was over the 20s it was over
1: the 20s yeah just like playing all the lands adding counters to it like it just it got not a hand did and it get
0: did it get like to the 50s at one point if i recall or was that your hamster
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we may be getting out of ourselves yeah we'll talk more about the, the gameplay but uh cultivator is definitely flingable yes (laughs) yes (laughs) no problem there um hopping into another gruel card i want to talk about halana and elena partners two a red and a green for legendary creature human ranger first strike and reach at the beginning of combat on your turn put x plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control where x is halana and elena's power that creature gains haste until the end of turn it's a two three Really pay, plays into the uh, plus one plus one counters. I thought um, Halana and Elena is just a powerful card. Probably makes a pretty powerful commander too. I guess return to return to return to Innistrad was <laughs> pretty good, huh? <laughs> Both
0: of those cards were from that set. Two right? for two, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. All right, yeah, good job. Wizards. Not planned, <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. had some
1: powerhouse cards. Gruul got some love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Halana and Elena partners, um, I think just, you know, the fact that you could put plus one, plus one counters on ha- Halana and Elena with, you know, some effects in the deck will allow you to do that, which would let you, then let you put more plus one, plus one counters on, yeah. on your Boo or um, mm. your Cultivator Colossus, whatever. <laughs> Not that <I> needed it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's um, on the field at that time. Uh, and and then it gives the creatures haste, too, which Boo already has haste, mm-hmm. uh, but also it gives the creatures one of the keywords needed for Minsk Boo to uh, target with the plus ability too. Yeah, yeah, real good synergy there. Well done. Oh shucks, thanks yeah.
0: just for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: another card that was really powerful in this deck was Kadama of the West Tree. Mm. Two and a green for a legendary creature spirit with reach. Modified creatures you control have trample. Equipment auras you control and counters are modifications. Whenever a modified creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffled. It's a Mm 3-3. So um,
0: how do you get modified creatures in this deck, Chris?
1: I think boost modified a lot <laughs> yeah, of the time. Yeah, yes. Yeah. With trample, so you're gonna do the you're gonna do the damage. Wow, of yeah. the West Tree is really good, but it is particularly good in this deck. It's like they were made for each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Minsk Boo from the West Side.
0: No. Nope. <laughs> west Tree. Yeah. Oh, Tree. West yeah, there Tree. There we go. Got it. Oh, okay. All right. I misread that. Forgive me. Oak okay. K. Then... <laughs> I Solid. I, I don't think it's an oak tree. It's a, a, a basaichu? Oh, maybe. Is that a type of wood? I, I don't know. You're have to Probably look that up. not. No. no, no, no. no. <laughs> My lack of culture is showing. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us how
1: wrong we are about all of this, uh, if you would. We're getting a little too reckless with what we're letting the people in the comments say or advising them to. <laughs> I should say. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of plus one, plus one counters and modifications, the Ozolith was in this deck. Yes,
0: I yeah. love that card. I'm never going to not put it in there. Sorry, And
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this card on the on the, on the show before, but uh, the Ozolith is one generic mana for a legendary artifact. Artifact. When a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may re- uh, move all of the counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. hmm so there's this kind of a combo card in this deck actually because (laughs) if you've got a boo and he's got some um well i guess it wouldn't be boo because he only comes on the upkeep but if you've got a creature with plus one plus one counters you could fling it Mm -hmm. put the counter somewhere else move those counters to boo or whoever else yeah it's just a lot of stuff you can do before combat that Mm -hmm. makes this like particularly powerful or you know at towards the end of the turn um you know after you've already attacked with boo gotten in that trampley damage and then flung him Mm -hmm all the all the counters go on there so that the next turn you've got just more counters to go uh, and it just the cycle continues yeah. <laughs> it keeps on going you really have to remove the ozlith yeah. if you see that uh on the field with this deck it's a card that you can really count on yeah. Counter
0: counter on. no we don't counter spells on the show <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
1: so another card that was really powerful another uh, recent one from streets of new capenna Bootlegger's stash oh yeah <laughs> it's a cool card um, bootlegger stash is five and a green for an artifact lands you control have tap create a treasure token mm. um, pretty basic you know text on there not a lot of text it's five and a green it's a late game card but when you when you're able to pair it with cards like parallel lives yep uh, for three and a green and enchantment, if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice that many of those tokens instead. Right. So essentially you're storing up twice as many, twice as much mana as lands you have in play at that point.
0: Yeah, I think we had remarked at one point that only in this game with that card could you get to a
1: point where tapping your lands for mana was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I think bootlegger stash is great for like when you have lands untapped before your turn, you know, you can just tap them, make, you know, if you're holding up an instant speed spell, you can just tap them, make treasure, store them for the next turn. But when you've got a token doubler, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It's like the wrong play to actually just tap your lands. Yeah.
0: It's kind of a meme too, but a is in that deck. So I figured why not make your treasure or your creatures tap to create treasures too, because they uh, become like, oh,
1: wow. <laughs> There's the combo. We did it. The mambo number five. (laughs) (laughs) I think we broke treasures. We did it. Oh, no. No, no, no. All right. Been done. (laughs) (laughs) We tried. Well, those were some powerful cards. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about Zevalor and uh, And the games and cards that you uh, were able to to do.
0: And his friends, I'm sure, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I had the pleasure of playing Zevalor Altural Exile. Altural Exile, right? Exile. Right? Mm. Alturial? <laughs> Alturiel. Altero. Altural. Beep. <laughs> Zelflore Altural Exile, which is one generic blue, black, red for a legendary creature, Tiefling Warrior with haste, has pay to and tap. When you next cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only a single opponent or a single permanent an opponent controls, this turn, for each other opponent, choose that player or permanent they control, copy that spell and copy targets the chosen play and the copy, excuse me, targets chosen player or permanent. Uh, it's a four two so all that to say i'm gonna i think the intention behind this card was Mm -hmm. to play spells that are mean that target one thing and then you just kind of get to
1: do that for everyone Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense in commander right Mm -hmm. where it's a multiplayer format and you've got a lot of like single target spells Mm -hmm. um it it kind of makes a home for those spells right in Mm -hmm. commander um but If I'm being perfectly honest, I think this commander is a bit of a trap.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that because, uh, you know, traditionally you don't necessarily want to play cards that are only single target, especially in commander. You Mm -hmm. go for the value plays that are going to drain life from all opponents or destroy a creature that each opponent controls or something like that. Um, And... You know there were some powerful cards, which I'll just jump into. But um, I think we'll get to that more with the gameplay Sure. because I definitely have some thoughts. We'll circle on that. back on that, yeah, yeah. Um, all that to say, it did definitely do some things though, <laughs> and I think that was in a large part to Kess, Dissident Mage, which is one generic blue, black, red same casting cost as a legendary creature, human wizard with flying that reads once during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard. If a spell cast this way would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Kes is a three, four secret commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think
1: they're best friends. Uh, Kess and Zeblor. I think they definitely yeah. go hand in hand.
0: I think you, you built this deck in a smart way. I don't know if you were consciously aware of, of the fact that it might be a trap commander as you were building it, mm. but I think you kind of did the best that you could to, uh, Make the most of that situation by giving you or including cards such as casts that give you access uh, to repeatedly casting those spells. Sure. Because um, this was just like one of uh, many cards in the deck that did that type of thing. Yeah.
1: Um, there weren't many creatures, but the creatures that were in the deck did, were, the thing. did that, yeah. that type of effect. Not quite as good as Kess. Kess is a good mm-hmm. uh, good pick, so if your single target spells, if your commander's not around, at least you get two casts out of it yeah. rather than you know just the one yeah, on the target. Yeah, it's something.
0: So that way, it, if, if Zevlor's not out and Kess is out, you're still getting to do something mm-hmm. with those traditionally weaker spells. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I thought it was a really solid include in this. Um, Nice. What was also a really solid include, and I know what you're going to say, this is a solid include in everything. Jessica's will, but I think it was a solid mm-hmm. include in a, a clever way because I had to do a double take. <laughs> uh, Jessica's will, two and a red for a sorcery that reads, choose one if you control a commander as you cast the spell. You may choose both. One, add red for each card and target opponent's hand. Uh, two, exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. Uh, maybe it's just coming off of the heels of the prosper matchup, but you see this card and you think, Oh yeah, you're going to excel cards. You're going to get that card advantage be mm-hmm. able to play those until next turn. the red mana that you get from choosing whoever has the highest, you know, number of cards in hand that's yeah. in- incidental. And then you realize, Oh wait, no, I'm just going to get to do this for everybody, Each opponent, <laughs> which right. is really cool. That's like a really cool, like ritual synergy that I would not expect with, with this commander. Um, I do think it's a, it's a little bit of maybe win more at this point just because Zevlor at that point I mean he's a 4 mana plus pay 2 to actually activate the ability yeah. so you've already sunk 6 mana in and typically we've been using Jessica's will as kind of like a ramp spell you know, mm-hmm. in a sense Yeah, so um but it definitely is splashy if you can resolve it. It, it <laughs> looks really cool. And you can do a lot of powerful things with
1: probably you know 20 plus mana. At that oh, point. yeah. And nine cards, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's Be- true. Since it only has, since only one of the abilities targets, you get to resolve the whole spell. Is that like, how that works? Three times. Okay, it's yeah. even better. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Jessica's Will is powerful on its own. You don't need your commander out. I mean, it's better with your commander, obviously, but you mm-hmm. don't need Zevlor to make it powerful. But, uh, yeah, like you said, win more. Watch <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your friends do a double take. <laughs> when you do this combo. yeah <laughs>
0: wait actually oh actually <laughs> um moving on something that's a little bit more of a or less of a win more and more of a just like this is how you're gonna win mm-hmm. um gutter snipe great include in this deck it's too generic and a red for a creature goblin shaman whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell gutter snipe deals two damage to each opponent Gutter Snipe is a two-two. Yeah. I will say that it doesn't necessarily synergize well with the copy um, mm-hmm. or, or copy effects unless you're right. casting the copy. That's true. Um, so that's something to consider. But just great point. Anything that you can include in a deck that is going to be primarily spell slinger yeah. that helps you advance your win, um, advance to your win, that isn't spells. Mm-hmm. I think is a solid include. So this is this incidental damage does add up.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, that is important to note that the the spells that Zevlor uh, copies are not cast; they're just copied. Right. And so, <clears throat> um, but yeah, Gutter Snipe is one of those creatures that goes in your non-creature deck, right? When it's a spell slinger deck. So right. Yeah. I mean, pairs well with casts too,
0: because that's just sure. casting from your graveyard, so not get around the copying kind of thing. Fair. So, yeah. um, I still think it's a really solid include, uh, especially nice. when I get to do to do that deal two damage to someone as i'm casting a Gataxian probe (laughs) which is one blue or phyrexian is that how you read that phyrexian blue mana phyrexian blue mana phyrexian blue mana Mm -hmm. is the casting cost it's a sorcery uh and just so you don't in case you don't know phyrexian mana can be paid with either blue or two life Mm -hmm. so the neat thing about this spell is you can look at a target player's hand and draw a card for two life yeah
1: basically <laughs> free and commander right? Yeah. yeah we don't care too much about that two life
0: yeah yeah um i mean 40 life i mean you can do this 20 times yeah. <laughs> so <woo. laughs> um it,
1: I, go ahead important to note with uh Zavlor, um you only have to pay the two life the first time when you're copying the spells again because you're not casting them you're not having to you know pay any casting costs or any additional yeah. costs so
0: that's such a good point i feel like i'm so like back and forth on, on how well this commander can fare because sure. there are some synergies like you just pointed out that like oh okay no that's better than I would initially evaluate this card to be yeah. and then other times it's like oh the copy doesn't trigger the gutter snipe <laughs> so it's just interesting to think about and yeah. we'll we'll get to m- our thoughts on that probably requires
1: a very specific build right (laughs) it it does it does
0: but those were the cards that really performed well for me in our experience so what about some questionable cards you had from from your experience i know it was questionable when you drew five cards off of cultivator colossus
1: but i don't think that'll be a question (laughs) card you have no that was more of a a happy dance (laughs) in my chair um (laughs) (laughs) and so some of the cards that came to mind that i would just honestly just wanted to hear you talk about oh, from uh, from your <laughs> side uh yeah i'll jump right in the first card is animation module mm. one generic mana for an artifact whenever you whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on a permanent you control you may pay one if you do create a one one colorless servo artifact creature token it has an activated ability pay three and tap choose a counter on target permanent or player give that permanent or player another counter of that kind i guess it's sort of like a single target pl- proliferate situation from yeah. kaladesh that, energy counters all that
0: that was kind of the idea um especially because this deck cares a lot about the strength of things and there mm. was a plus one plus one counter kind of sub theme which i'm sure you picked up on yeah um especially For with sure. how that synergizes with kodama so the idea is you're getting you're getting you know incidental bodies onto the field that you don't care about them sure worst case you can fling them if you don't have your hamster to fling uh, second case, yeah. you have more just yeah. small bodies to get through and trigger the card draw, or not the card draw necessarily, but the Kodama triggers for mm. searching out your lands. Uh, plus, it's Urza Saga tutorable, <laughs> so yeah. you know if you need something to to generate some counters in a pit pinch, um, you can grab it with your yeah. land.
1: Absolutely, I I have I hadn't really. Paid much attention to this card. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it came out in like 2017, probably. Yeah, old news. <laughs> it's an older card, but I've seen it in a few different decks that you know our our play group, our friend group, you know, has been playing, and mm-hmm. it definitely performs like it's it's um it's stronger than it looks, particularly you know when you do just have a mana left over and you just can go a little bit wider. Mm-hmm. I think there are some infinite combos with this. I'm with sure this card as well. Um, you know, if you can make more than one mana. <laughs> like an Ashnod's altar, I guess, then. We don't talk about that. Guy okay. Right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but you did have the plus one, plus one counters. You had the branching evolution. Yep. Um, you had hardened scales. So yep. um, just ways to keep adding more plus one counters. Is
0: it parallel, a uh, doubling season? I oh, think sure. too. Yeah. Par- yep. Yeah. So just even if you only have one counter, it's going to quickly become not one counter. Yeah. <laughs> just, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And more stuff to put on the onslaught. Who doesn't want that? <laughs>
1: um awesome well another card that i wanted to ask you about is maskwood nexus Mm. for generic mana for an artifact creatures you control are every creature type the same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield that also has an activated ability pay three and tap create a two two blue shapeshifter creature token with changeling which is also every creature type Mm -hmm. so this wasn't a um this wasn't like a tribal deck or anything no so what what did you have in mind with maskwood you know it It's funny
0: that you say that because it wasn't a tribal deck, but what if everything was a hamster? (laughs) So hear me out. You fling that Cultivator Colossus that is like a 54-54, and then you draw 54 cards. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's yeah. just jank, but it's it's fun jank if you can get it out on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And there spoilers, there are no other hamsters like nope, no. <laughs> Minsk or Masquid Nexus. Yeah. Uh, no, that's really clever. I I, I thought as much. Um, yeah. The the thing about flinging hamsters with Minsk and Boo is if it is a hamster, you draw that many cards. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, and there were a couple of things, as I'm sure you saw, that could get pretty big, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of just gravy, I would say, because, um, what really helped propel this planeswalker as a commander is that Boo was always going to be, um, there for you to interact with, right? Like, yeah. on, enter the battlefield, right. create Boo. Wait until your upkeep, mm-hmm. create Boo. Yeah. So you get that every turn.
1: So you don't really need it, but why not yeah yeah why not i mean maybe maybe boo is only a one one and you want to fling something else and draw cards like it really like it it, it that's a good point doesn't hurt to make everything a hamster yeah (laughs) oh that was kind of (laughs) awesome all right well one more card that um i remember having in my hand and not knowing what to do with in this case uh eternity vessel for six mm-hmm. generic mana, it's an artifact. Eternity Vessel enters the battlefield with X charge counters where X is your life total. Mm-hmm. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may have your life total become the number of charge counters on Eternity Vessel. I thought it was a cool card. I just wanted to bring it up because I'd never uh. seen that one before. You know,
0: I hadn't either. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Scryfall Landfall Trigger, landfall. <laughs> search. Um You know, there was... a. Uh, a couple things in play one it was a cool card i'd never seen before yep. that seemed like it was a powerful effect so sure. i threw it in there but realistically i know that there are some popular landfall cards that trigger life gain that mm-hmm. i did not include kazandu nectar pot i think is one yep. that's the one where landfall you gain a life um i think is the the trigger but right. from zendikar rising so, mm-hmm. but um so this was kind of the only life gain as funny as it sounds that I put in the deck Um, but I feel like that worked out because there was this proliferate sub theme and I did build it as kind of like a landfall matters deck Um, so in a perfect world you're ramping you're getting lands into the battlefield there are multiple ways to do that with this with this deck screen yeah Yeah, so So, oh no i got hit by (laughs) i got hit by that go wide player and i'm down to 10 life play a land i'm back up to 40 yeah (laughs) so
1: and it's a May, so if your if your life total is already higher than the number of counters, you don't have to like go back down. Mm-hmm. Um, and the proliferate, I didn't even, I actually, honestly, didn't even think of that until you said it. You could you could start with forty charge counters and then Maybe have... get up to forty eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seems good. Pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Bells and whistles for life gate. We did it. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the three that I wanted to um chat about. What about you, Taylor? Were there cards that came up for you that? Uh... You wanted to ask some questions about? Just a couple, Chris, and thank you. Those
0: were some fun ones to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first one was scary when I saw it in my hand, but in practice, didn't end up Mm. quite being as scary as I hoped it would be. Um, Specifically, Curse of the Cabal, which is nine generic and a black for a sorcery that reads, target player sacrifices half the permanence they control rounded down. It does have suspend two, pay two generic black black. The suspend is rather than cast this card from your hand, you may pay two generic black black and exile it with two time counters on it at the beginning of your upkeep. Remove a time counter when the last is removed. Cast it without paying its mana cost. This is an interesting suspend card in that yeah. it lets other players interact with the suspend, which I think is a really cool design space. But... Yeah. Um, you'll see why at the beginning of each player's upkeep if curse of the cabal is suspended that player may sacrifice a permanent if the player does put two time counters on curse of the cabal Mm -hmm. so if this resolves it does start out with just two suspend that's that's going to come down really quick and that's just going to wreck someone if it does resolve Mm -hmm. i think we found in practice that it was pretty easy to sacrifice a permanent and just Jack this up so i i you know i think i played it on turn four with the earliest that i could have right and, uh, <laughs> it didn't resolve It didn't resolve yeah. there's no way it was ever going to resolve especially against your deck yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and it does kind of become make you become public enemy number one too Like right? mm. you know there is the player removal aspect of it but i think when this card was printed there probably weren't as many just uh, Permanents laying around that you could sacrifice. I think I that sacrificed one treasure token, and now it has four suspend tokens or counters on it. Rather. This
0: card does not hold up against bootlegger. <laughs> Stash does not no. do the thing. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. It, it, I, you know, it's in the deck because you're able. You are able to, if you have your commander, you are able to make each of your opponents sacrifice half of their permanents, which would be pretty brutal if it ever resolved. But I think yeah. it may be. It may have out out uh lived its um powerfulness if you will um, (laughs) yeah at this stage um i guess you could just hard cast it for nine plus no ten plus two for the commander activation so now you're paying 12 mana and you're probably winning the game from there you know sure
0: sure 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 that's a good point because it would get everybody when it does resolve if you've copied it excuse me to sacrifice half their permanence yeah it's like a nicer liliana (laughs) <laughs> for, <more> genuine. <laughs> for way more mana yeah but uh, flavor points yeah <laughs> style points
1: maybe just put liliana in the deck yeah i don't know cool card
0: though i really like that it yeah, was in there pretty just, neat uh, wish i didn't play it into your bootlegger stuff. <laughs> um the other one uh, that I have, just two questionable cards for okay. this time around, um, this didn't come up in our game, but reviewing the list or any of our games, um, yeah. I didn't kind of wonder what your thought process was behind this, okay. um, Narumeha, Master Wizard, two generic blue blue legendary creature human wizard with flash, that reads, when Narumeha, Master Wizard, enters the battlefield, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control, you may choose new targets for the copy, other wizards you control get plus one plus one, Naru is a 3-3. Three, three. Um, I like that this can be used as kind of like a combat trick and that mm-hmm. you have that flash, you can, you know, copy a, a Vandal Blast or whatever you mm-hmm. need to do or something instant speed that you're yeah. running. Um, but you did make a point of saying earlier in the episode that this was not very heavy as a creature deck. So mm-hmm. I was wondering kind of if there was something that I missed with this include
1: that would justify it only being like a one time trigger. Yeah, no, great question. Yeah. Um, Yeah, being a Spell Slinger deck, it is nice to be able to copy one of your spells more Mm -hmm. than once. It Mm -hmm. does have that incidental value. Um, But are you sure you just didn't want to hear me talk about that I'm a filthy combo deck builder? (laughs) I had a feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's another card uh, in the deck, Ghostly Flicker. Mm -hmm. It's uh, two and a blue for an instant. Exile uh, exile up to two um, artifact uh, land or creatures. Yep and return them to the battlefield so it just flickers uh two mm-hmm. targets and so essentially the way that this one works is you um you have Naramea on the battlefield or you cast something and cast Naramea, and then you cast ghostly flicker which is uh copied by Naramea, creating a copy of Naramea, which it's legendary so it it goes away but it allows you to untap a land and um or flicker a land rather mm-hmm. and then flicker Naramea. And just make infinite mana. Okay, so, and then win the game. <laughs> and then probably win the game with, yeah. um, you know, casting an X spell or maybe casting your um, your Cabal. <laughs> you <laughs> actually have enough mana yeah. to cast it now. Yeah,
0: no, um, okay, that makes sense because I did see you had, uh, you know, the staples like Blue sun Zenith, you know, and then right. you could... Mm-hmm. use the commander's ability to copy that because yeah. it's a single target for your opponent and then everybody just draws their deck
1: right you don't even have to draw your whole deck with uh, blue sun zenith which is the typical uh, play pattern yeah. <laughs> yeah. i like that okay yeah. so
0: didn't know that i was baiting out the the dirty combo player talk but that's good me. to know
1: <laughs> that's cool I I've, hadn't i hadn't thought of that yeah I just... Uh, All right, it, uh, it checks out, sir. It yeah, checks out. I've learned to accept it. Yeah, it's- I'm glad one of us has. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so i think we're on to suggestions then if we wanted to talk about a few cards the best part of the episode my favorite part let's do it cool cool what do you got for me chris all right i have a couple cards here wanted to um, run by you and see if you think they might make the cut in any version of this list the first one is mirror box for three generic mana it's an artifact the quote legendary rule Mm -hmm. doesn't apply to permanents you control each legendary you creature you control gets plus one plus one each non-token creature you control gets plus one plus one for each other creature control with the same name as that creature. Um, So mirror box is a way to get around the lose your boo at the upkeep. Sometimes, you know, so you have the opportunity to create boo every upkeep, right? right. And so you just keep making boos. You just keep making boos and go wide <laughs> with boos. Um sometimes you you might create it just to die if you have like a dice trigger or something that you want it to go, but Mirror Box just lets you go wide. It doesn't work the 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 last ability doesn't work because they're, you know, boo is a token creature, sure. but essentially yeah, you can just go wide and then um
0: and they're yeah, you know, 3/1 when it comes in as a haste trampler. That's mm-hmm. not nothing no yeah especially with all the plus one plus one counters sure that's an awesome include yeah all right i, cool. I like what you're i like what you're cooking up chris all right <laughs>
1: um all right so another hamster i wanted to include in the deck stop it is a card by the name of Torian mauler two and a red for a creature shapeshifter changeling okay. this creature is every creature type whenever an opponent casts a spell you may put a plus one plus one counter on Torian mauler it's a two two okay I see what yeah brilliant (laughs) yeah I saw this on a recent gameplay episode of some show and I was like oh wait you know as I was kind of looking through suggestions that's a hamster too that
0: puts the plus one plus one counters on it on itself incredible
1: (laughs) maybe it puts double plus one plus one counters on it depending on what your your battlefield looks like can't wait to fling that (laughs) (laughs) Torian Mahler it's pretty cool it's a budget card too Really? Yeah, really? yeah. Under yeah, two, du- two bucks. Oh, under it's under two ducks. <laughs> definitely under two ducks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much ducks cost, but uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Let us know in the comments
1: if you had <laughs> duck
0: recently.
1: <laughs> if you have any ducks for sale, oh my gosh, we're buying. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's a god creature I thought might might uh, go well in this deck. I um, think I know what you're going to say. You might know what no, I'm, I'm going to say. Yep. All right, we've got Xenagos, god of rebels. I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> Um, Well, this is the gruel one. Uh, uh, Xenagos, God of Revels, 3, a red and a green for a legendary enchantment creature god with Indestructible. As long as your devotion to red and green is less than 7, Xenagos isn't a creature. At the beginning of combat on your turn, another target creature you control gains haste and gets plus X, plus X until the end of turn, which X is that... Creature's power. It's a six-five.
0: Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're picking down.
1: Xenagos, picking the, down. <laughs> the classic gruel, um, Voltron. You know, commander. Um, well, you know, make another creature, Voltron. I guess so. Not not technically Voltron, but make one tall creature um which could be a hamster it could be a hamster it could be a bunny
0: that's currently underneath my feet oh, we've got carter it's the resident carter who exists you'll just never see him. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a different camera angle we yeah. might need to think about that i need to buy another camera too okay um,
1: that's that. maybe episode 20. <laughs> uh. Um, so Xenagos is a powerhouse, you know, it doubles up uh, Boo's power and toughness. Uh, so you can swing in with that Trampley damage and, uh, you know, and then fling it for for twice as much, twice as many cards. Yeah, I think Xenagos is a pretty good card in a lot of gruel decks and a lot of, you know, pretty much any deck it can fit into mm. that cares about combat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seems to do a couple of things within the uh, old and Boo.
0: I like that. I'd probably even cut like... Um maskwood nexus for either that or Torian and because
1: it does kind of a similar thing oh neat
0: hey you're eating my script <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be right back folks we'll back. uh the next card i wanted to talk about is a card by the name of forgotten ancient three and a green for a creature elemental whenever a player casts a spell you may put a plus one plus one counter on forgotten ancient mm-hmm. at the beginning of your upkeep you may move any number of plus one plus one counters from forgotten ancient uh to other creatures Onto other creatures. It's a zero three. Yeah. Um, Seems good. <laughs> yeah. So, this is another way to just stack those plus one, plus one counters. And it, it's an upkeep trigger, too. So, you could stack it so that Boo comes in first and then you can put the plus one counters right away. <sighs> every suggestion you provide just makes me wish that we weren't restricted to 100 cards because i would put in every
0: plus one plus one counters matters <laughs> card that you're nice. suggesting yeah <laughs>
1: um and yeah i just love how this one just whenever a player casts a spell so it tr- triggers off of yours too as well mm-hmm. as your opponents so um you're definitely going to be getting some number of plus one plus one counters because your opponents aren't just going to stop casting spells mm,
0: even when i ask them nicely that <laughs> 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 <You, lore's> not <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um, All right, one more card. Um, So this is a card that goes all the way back to Ikoria, so not that long ago. Um, (laughs) 2020. 2020. Yeah, oh, all right. Two years. Two Time years. dilation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quartzwood Crasher. Quartzwood Crasher 2, a red, a red, and a green for a creature, dinosaur, beast, with trample. Whenever one or more creatures you control with tra- uh, trample deals combat damage to a player, create an XX green dinosaur, beast, creature token with trample where X is the amount of damage those creatures dealt to that player. It's a 6-6. Six, six. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> I've lost to this card before. That's amazing. I had wiped yeah. it from my memory because it was so brutal but.
1: <laughs> it is five mana you know for a six six trampler so it's a pretty good rate um it's a little bit color intensive there's a lot of cards at that five mana slot but when you've mm-hmm. got a when you've got a trampler stapled to your commander it seems like like enough synergy there to make more trampoly creatures oh that's
0: great yeah and then continues to synergize with like kodama and cares about modified so sure that's perfect I love that.
1: Awesome. Yeah,
0: It's a dino, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dinosaur Beast. All right. Well, those are the cards I had, Taylor. Let's uh, see what suggestions you might put in Zevlor to exile even more friends.
0: Oh, I'm so excited that you asked because they're not that mean. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Expect more. (laughs) I would expect no less. Okay. Well, um, we'll start off with uh, something that's a little niche. Uh, Probably might raise an eyebrow because it's not... An instant or sorcery in a spell slinger deck. I
1: sometimes can raise one. You did. It's usually both.
0: Okay. Well, it looked like just the one. Here. <laughs> Maybe that's because it's a profile. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Spellweaver Volute, which is three uh, blue blue for an enchantment aura that reads: enchant, 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 <laughs> enchant instant card in a graveyard. Whenever you cast a sorcery spell. Copy the enchanted instant card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. If you do, exile the enchanted card and attach spellweaver volume to another instant in a card card in a graveyard.
1: What a cool card. I, I re- love this card. I remember you had this in a deck of like a while ago. I don't yeah. remember. Once upon a time. Yeah. Back
0: when I played other colors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the idea here is it, it, it gives you access to any graveyard, which mm-hmm. is lovely, because yeah. if you're playing against another spell slinger or, or you know, just someone resolved something that you would particularly benefit from, especially with Zevlar's ability, mm-hmm. then y- you have access to it. Or, I think the more appropriate use, probably, because you already have the spells that are built to benefit from your commander. Mm -hmm. This is just another way to access the cards that you have already cast in your own graveyard.
1: I love that. Value on value on value. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're casting it with Kess instead, you're probably getting almost as much value as if it were with Zeblor, (laughs) right? At that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean and
0: how do you interact with something that's enchanted in a graveyard i guess exile, exile the graveyard, the graveyard yeah. but, but people don't do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> who wants rest in peace <laughs>
1: but other than that you're right it does it does um stick around and like if here's a tip maybe try to enchant an instant in the black uh, mm-hmm. Deck's graveyard, right? Probably. Yeah, that's there's uh, the tip. They're not going to exile their own graveyard. No, they would never.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's a cool one. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I'm excited to see. I mean, it to your point, uh, it is in a coveted mana value slot. Mm-hmm. I mean, five mana. It's got to sure. do something typically when you cast it, but mm-hmm. uh, the shenanigans. We, we, it's got the shenanigan discount. <laughs> it definitely has that appeal. <laughs>
1: yeah, it seems fun. Um,
0: going in a similar direction. Bosium strip, which is three generic for an artifact that reads pay three and tap until end of turn You may cast instant and sorcery spells from the top of your graveyard If a spell cast this way would be put into a graveyard exiled instead This is a little bit maybe easier to slot into a deck that cares about casting things from Mm -hmm. the graveyard, but it's just a neat, janky old artifact that, well, cares about the order of the things in your graveyard, so maybe remember that when you're Mm -hmm. playing it. But um, I do like, I think it's worth it because the pay three and tap is not limited to just one spell from the top of your graveyard it's yep. as many as you can cast that turn so yeah. it's flashback essentially
1: yeah right flashback yeah that's really cool it it, it makes you care about your spell sequencing so you mm-hmm. have to be careful like as you're playing spells that they're stacking up in your in your graveyard <laughs> and you're right with cards like this it, it used to matter just um, baseline the order of cards in your graveyard mm-hmm. that used to be a rule um, i think the way that it is in commander is like it's only a rule if you're running cards that care about the order of your graveyard so it's fair yeah right so this is this is one of those it's um, one. <laughs> but yeah i love it i love how your your you're um just adding that redundancy to that effect yeah just trying to a little bit so
0: that's kind of the the path you'll see with my suggestions the first couple were how do i get more value out of the spells that Mm -hmm. you already included because you did you did a great job of including spells so it's less so that i'm recommending more of the mean things that everybody knows about (laughs) and more how do i get more value out of it so
1: the value play um
0: shifting gears a little bit i do think you know, kind of leaning into the conversation we've already had where this can end up as a bit of a trap commander, right? Mm -hmm. How do you end up winning with this without an infinite, you know, mana combo like Naru and Ghostly Flicker? (laughs) Good question. Um, Especially when you're running cards that don't necessarily knock multiple players out of the game, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just getting more value out of the instance and sorceries that you do cast. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's kind of, You'd expect it. It's the pre con effect a little bit, but I think mm-hmm. Tolerance Sky Summoner really makes sense oh, in this deck nice. because it's two blue blue for legendary creature, Murphurk Rizard, that reads whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a two two blue Drake creature token with flying two two. Again, runs yeah. into a similar space where it won't necessarily benefit from the copy because you're not casting the copy, but right. you are casting spells mm-hmm. in a Spell Slinger deck. So if you're not killing people with those spells, you're at least building a board to do something totally yeah
1: yeah um yeah i i think that um yeah that's another powerful effect and it is just a spell slinger deck at mm-hmm. heart so any of those good spell slinger effects are, are gonna um help mm-hmm. help you achieve a win out of the game plan because you can only like yeah. do damage and make your opponents discard cards and do all of those like mean things mm-hmm. so much and then like how do you actually win from there so i think that talrand is a great great opportunity for that yeah
0: and even without the previous suggestions i still think you built in enough redundancies mm-hmm. into the deck where it would still make sense because you have a lot of cards like Lear, uh just a god of the drowned or disciple of the drowned god yeah. i think something like that um that mm-hmm. essentially gives all of your cards jump start yeah uh, flashback back. Back. yeah that mm-hmm. one so yeah. similar space so i think you still benefit from it even if it's not benefiting from all the copying that you're doing
1: yeah Right, right. You're still, yeah, you're still casting a lot of instants and sorceries. It's mostly. Like it's h- half of the deck is instants and in sorceries in this in this case, so yeah, yeah there's there's plenty of um, ways to trigger those abilities. For yeah, sure.
0: and there were only ten creatures, so I can see why this <laughs> wouldn't necessarily have made the cut initially. But <laughs> just a, just a thought. Yeah,
1: um, definitely one worth considering.
0: Yeah, another creature that might make sense, maybe swapping out for some of the other creatures, or maybe even justifying the eleventh, the coveted eleventh creature slot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little uncommon from Strixhaven. Uh, Rutha Mercur- Mercurial Artist, which mm-hmm. is one blue-red for a legendary creature orc shaman that has an activated ability of pay two and return Rutha Mercurial Artist to its owner's hand, Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Rutha is a one-four. Nice. Um, I've seen this in our pod. Mm-hmm. It's a great effect, yeah. especially in a spell slinger kind of shell. For sure. Um, so I think what's appealing to me about this is it's it's an easy, repeatable effect that doesn't care about summoning sickness because it's just pay two and return Rutha. Yeah. So you've got that value, right. and it's low to the ground where it's a three mana spell slot. Right. Um, that's pretty easy to get that value out of.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, Rutha is, is great. It's not overpowered, but when you start combining it with effects that are copying spells, you're getting mm-hmm. an, an, yet another copy. Yeah. Um, so when you have cards like Thousand Year Storm or Twinning staff or your commander, you know, you're able to get like just generate another uh, copy of the spell for relatively, you know, cheap.
0: Yeah. I think I I might have built in uh, more redundancies on top of the ones that you already have in your deck just based off of our play experience because what do you do when your commander's not out? How do you craft spells?
1: So, um, more secret commanders. More secret (laughs) commanders. Let's go. Turns out you just have four commanders. (laughs) Every creature acts in that slot. That's great. That's great. Um,
0: um, what if I told you that Professor Onyx would be a great include for this deck? I would believe that. <laughs> That's a good call. Uh, Professor Onyx, uh, four black black for a legendary planeswalker, Liliana, hmm, oh. um, with Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Plus one, you lose one life, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Minus three, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. And then minus eight, each opponent may discard a card. If they don't, they lose three life. Repeat this process six more <laughs> times. Oof. Loyalty five, uh, strict professor. <laughs> Not to be confused with strict proctor. <laughs> what was the Planeswalker type? Uh, Liliana. No oh, spoilers. Mm, spoilers, sorry. Oh. Uh, in all seriousness, I think... I I suggest this because you did have a couple of Planeswalkers in the deck already. So Mm -hmm. it felt like it might make sense. But um, specifically Magecraft is so good because it doesn't need to be a cast spell. It can be a copy. And this card or this deck is ideally doing both things. Yeah, that's... And it's just another way to kind of uh, propel towards a win while you're doing the spell slinging.
1: Oh, yeah. It's kind of like Gutter Snipe on... (laughs) <laughs> uh, on Halo uh, yeah, uh, nice yeah. gutter snipe but graduated <laughs> <laughs> this one went to college yeah it went to tricks <laughs> <laughs> yeah that two damage really adds up over time and, and you're right with the copy effects I think that's what really really makes mm. that planeswalker shine and even better it's not damage so if you're paying,
0: playing against that pesky uh, stacks sure. player it's uh, life loss yeah. which is helpful who would play stacks that would just be It's mm-hmm. oh, a different me I play gruel now <laughs> 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 times have changed uh, times have changed. <laughs> stomp <laughs> um, but yeah I mean this is just a ridiculously strong planeswalker um, so yeah I, I think it passed the does it do something as soon as you cast it for six
1: mana right cast. oh for sure I mean it is, if you've like just followed up with one spell um, what's the negative ability? It's, um... uh, it's each opponent
0: sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. Right. Yeah. So it has
1: the greatest power text on it. Like mm-hmm. sacrifice a creature can be hit or miss you know if your opponent has uh, mm-hmm. tokens but it has that greatest power. So it does kind of do that removal if you need it to. Right. right? And if you did
0: decide to build this deck as more of like a, um, a reanimator style deck I think there are plenty of black sorceries that allow you to target specific cards in graveyards to reanimate. So you're sacrificing things, forcing people to sacrifice things. And then you cast that reanimate spell with Zevlor online and just reanimate three things.
1: Whoa, does that work in the graveyard?
0: Does it? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a target, right? Rules check. (laughs) check. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe maybe not because it's target permanent, permanent Permanent, right cards yeah
1: yeah, cards are not permanents when they're in the graveyard Mm, yeah mm -hmm. but even so you're doing black things right you're reanimating and if you're making your opponent sack them yeah
0: unless you're targeting unless the spell is targeting the
1: opponent uh, choose target opponent reanimate I don't know if there are any spells like that sure yeah yeah, there have got to be some. I'm thinking Boneyard Parlay might be one. I'm going to mm-hmm. put the card up here and then you can tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I love that pre-editing. <laughs> <of the> <laughs> but I digress.
0: That those, those were my recommendations, I think, Chris. Yeah.
1: Really good ones, yeah. 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 I, I like what you did there. Very solid. And
0: it, and it kind of allowed us to segue into speaking of the gameplay experience, yeah. I think. Which I feel like we've done a little bit of that. We've had some things to say this episode about both decks.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah i think um one you know this they were they were fun games i think that Zevlor kind of we kind of as i think the games went on we're finding that it is not as powerful as it seems on the surface you know what it really comes down to is would you pay six mana to to copy a spell two times rabbits <laughs> <laughs> That's our audience back there. Yeah, Uh, don't don't, mind them. Yeah, like, would you like is six mana copy a spell two times a good enough effect at a sorcery speed? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're casting the you're casting your commander for four. You're paying two to copy the next spell. I mean, I would rather just play uh, Fury Storm, which was in the deck, which was in the deck. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think what was backbreaking for me was just the mana value. I think this is a cool a cool deck and i think it definitely can be built in a way that is powerful and fun and and this was built in a powerful way but to your point when you were talking about curse of the cabal as being a spell that you included that kind of does put a target on your back Mm -hmm. i think this commander's color identity is not doing favors for it because i see grixis and i already assume the worst from whoever is playing the grixis commander so even though in reality he didn't really get to do much in our games Mm -hmm. I, I think part of that was because of the implication of playing a Grixis
1: commander absolutely I removed Zavlor as soon as it came down which in retrospect probably wasn't so good for our talking points in the video <laughs> I found a way yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah great job uh, there and, and yeah Grixis means stuff right like especially when you read this commander you're mm-hmm. like well they're not casting spells that target opponents that do good things right so you're immediately going to remove it which is why I say mm-hmm. it's like six mana to get the effect one time right and it seems like really Overcosted at that point you know removal like dice removal as we know is not a good um argument for whether cards good or not but like the Mm -hmm. fact that Zevlor does kind of put a target on himself it's more (laughs) likely to be the one that is targeted because if you don't then you're gonna be at the receiving end of something you know that's detrimental right
0: i only say this because i haven't played against uh Zevlar deck that's just completely degenerate yet partly because he's not out yet (laughs) (laughs) but um I feel like he could have existed with his ability just being tap. He has haste, so you do have to tap him. Sure. I don't think he needed the pay to to copy personally. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. They even uh, wizards even did a rule uh, day zero errata right. to the to to Zavlar saying that the the spells could only target one player. So they already like limited the card mm-hmm. pool. So. I think they were worried that it was going to be too powerful, but the fact that you do have to pay to intap, I'm mm-hmm. not really sure how powerful it could be. Like, I, what's the ceiling, really? Like, as will? Yeah. yeah. The, the, high ceiling, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: it's interesting that they have been experimenting with uh, commanders or legendary creatures that care about things targeting specific things mm-hmm. i think the parallel that comes to mind is jeskai henada sure. cr- uh, crown don crown don crown yeah mm-hmm. um that is kind of what i was expecting the power level of this deck to be because yeah. it's it's a similar space it cares about are you targeting single things mm-hmm. um, and in this case uh the reality is because if you're building it to be that grixis mean stuff deck the spells that you are going to be copying, like, are they winning you the game even mm-hmm. though you're copying them
1: is the question. Right. That's very, yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, that's the thing. I can't think of an instant or sorcery where it's just like, okay, I've targeted every one of my opponents with this single target spell and now mm-hmm. I am at a, enough of an advantage where I'm winning the game, right? Like, the card that I brought up for the, um, the, sh- the showcase last week was... Um, Blightning, right? Which is discard two cards, lose three life. Yeah. Which even that, like, it's mean and it's definitely, like, card disadvantage. It's, what, a six for one and nine damage. Yeah. So it's a lot, but even that is, like, I, I've just I've just spent nine mana to do that.
0: If this... If I were to build this commander, I think I would almost lean into, like, Rakdos Burn, because I feel like mm. the way that you maximize... <laughs> <Just> lightning bolt? <laughs> yeah, you just, seriously, I mean, lightning bolt, yeah. deal three to each player. Yeah, like that's a, that above right. Yeah, it's above rate. I mean, it's still not winning you the game, but red does have those deal X damage to sure. target player. So right. you do have the infinite... You have the makings of it here. You've got the infinite mana combo already okay. in the deck. You just need like a Comet
1: Storm. Right. And then copy that. Right. Right. Or fireball, because Common yeah. storm you can already target each of your opponents. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, no, the point taken. Yeah, anything that's like expel that targets a single um, single player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do make a make a burn deck out of it. Maybe that is the way to go. Yeah, burn reanimator
0: deck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or or if you find a, I'm thinking back to what you were saying about, um, or maybe I don't know. We were talking about reanimating things out of the deck. I'm wondering if there was an instant or sorcery that uh, you can play that single target player sacrifices all their creatures or something like that because then if you were able to find a spell like that i think paying the two to copy it is worth it at that point
1: yeah um just my take but it's great it's a valid take definitely a build around commander um would you build this deck again i would i would take another look at this list and just see like what was strong what wasn't but honestly as far as power level goes i'm not building this deck to like hang with (laughs) high power level decks um i just i just don't think that the effect is um i just don't think that there's enough support really Mm -hmm. that's my take um yeah i mean maybe i hope to be proven wrong because it is a really cool ability it's something that we've never seen before Mm -hmm. i love copying spells i think that you know that's a fun space it is fun for sure yeah yeah
0: Plus, I mean, we had no way of knowing this, but the way that I ended up building um, <laughs> Minskin Boo, uh, maybe the the power equity in our games <laughs> wasn't necessarily yeah. a fair representation of of, of sure. how that would play out. Um, turns out Gruel Landfall <laughs> does things. It
1: definitely does. Yeah, this is where you want to have that rule zero conversation with your group sure. and maybe understand your commander a little bit because uh, mm-hmm. Minskin Boo was a powerful build. Mm-hmm. Um you know, one of the um, best things, I mentioned it earlier in passing, was like you have mints and you're putting plus one plus one counters on boo, and you know, it's hasty, it's trampley, it's big, so you're just swinging it at opponents, right? Like mm-hmm. you're actually using the combat step, which is which is cool, it's it's one of those kinds of decks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at a certain point, you're swinging your 10-10 boo at, at, a, at an opponent, and then if that's not enough to finish them off, you just fling it at them and, and finish mm-hmm. the job. It's like, there's so much Power built into um, this planeswalker. Yeah, it's really cool, and it has comes with its own blocker too.
0: Yeah, and it didn't it didn't actually come up in uh, the games that we played, but if the the planeswalker minx was ever in danger, I mean, you can fling it doesn't have to be at a player. You can fling your hamster at whatever the big beater yep. is that's going to be coming at your commander. Yeah, next combat step. Right. Um. So it's got a lot of it. It's got more versatility than I would have expected
1: for sure um yeah and especially if there maybe there's more than one threat on the board it's any target right i right. think it's any you know you can deal damage to any target not to mention the card draw i think that's what what did
0: me in uh, yeah. playing against that watching you draw seven after dueling like 11 to my face
1: yeah or that the math doesn't check yeah out let's say it's like seven combat damage yeah. and then it's four you know seven more fling damage and then drawing seven cards yep. is that a good rate seems good <laughs> flaming sevens we're going to vegas baby. lucky sevens <laughs> yeah. so i love that um, brings me back to my final fantasy seven uh days oh oh i'm old
0: um <laughs>
1: Oh, there's the, yeah, there's yeah, the victory. We got music, you. No, we got no, you. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, friend. <laughs> yep. Final Fantasy VII. You roll those lucky sevens and you just do like 7,777 damage.
0: Oh, is that actually something that happens? In oh, life? it is.
1: Yeah. And there are definitely builds where you can make it so that your character just always has that amount of life at the beginning of combat. It's a little overpowered. It takes a little bit of uh, grinding, but this isn't a Final Fantasy podcast. <laughs> but tune in next week because <laughs> it still won't be. <laughs> The other thing that I thought was really powerful about the um, Minsk and Boo was that just the fact that, um, so Minsk is the one that actually deals the damage, the Planeswalker is the one that actually deals the damage, mm-hmm. which um, I had to read it a couple of times to get that, but uh, it's it's red and it's green, but it's red in particular, so all of the the tour brands... The fiery emancipations, all of those things that red likes to do to double and triple damage. I think those were in there. They were definitely in there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were, I, I could only highlight so many cards. Uh, of course, yeah. of
0: course. <laughs> the red,
1: yeah, adding extra damage is just, I mean, it puts it over the top. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that it's a four on Planeswalker can come down on turn three when there aren't, like, threatening creatures around, too. Like, yeah. it just, it's all upside. Like, I think that this, um, yeah, this is going to be a fun build for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, especially if you go the route where you you slot in uh, Luxior Giada's gift, make <laughs> Minx a creature, and then equip Grafted Exoskeleton, and then minus two to sacrifice Boo and kill a player with Infect.
1: Wow. So you've got two equipment on your Planeswalker, yeah. but you're infecting out your opponents. I'm in for this. Let's this do, is it. Cool. <laughs> do it. Dune in! Uh, never. Right, yeah, I'm not doing that. we got to move on to the next decks <laughs> uh, for the next episode.
0: Which, what a segue.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so let's talk about it. I went yeah. first um, in, the ga- in, in this episode, so um, why don't you go ahead and reveal the next um, Commanders, which... Hot off the presses. We're just spoiled today, I
0: think. Yes. Just today. Actually um, today.
1: So you're getting a, another preview into our recording uh, schedule. <laughs> um, we're looking at Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate Commanders that were spoiled today. Yeah, we're trying to be trendy. Let us know if it's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all
0: seriousness, I've been super excited for this set and, you know, already getting yeah. a taste of the power level. It's, it's going to be a great set for people who love Commander, which if you're watching this, I hope that's you. Mm-hmm. But I think what... I was excited about when the the pre con names were spoiled way back when by Gavin. Mm -hmm. uh, Is that one of them seemed to indicate that party was a theme?
1: Yeah, (laughs) nice. (laughs)
0: Uh, And that face commander was spoiled today. So, Nalia? Nalia or Nalia, uh, which is one white black for a legendary creature, human rogue with the ability. You may look at the top card of your library. Anytime you may cast cleric, rogue warrior and wizard spells from the top of your library at the beginning of combat on your turn. If you have a full party, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. And those creatures gain death touch until end of turn. Uh, Nalia DMs is a three, three, um, So I hope you're ready to have a party. Party on, man. (laughs) I'm
1: so glad they went back there. When they did it in Zendikar, I thought, this is really cool that we already have the creature types. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like Rogue, Warrior, Wizard, and Cleric are already existing creature types, but there wasn't, like, enough, like, party mechanic to really make it, like, strong. So this one seems strong, though. Card advantage. Yes. uh, Just card knowledge off the top of your deck. And then, I mean, there's Mm. just so much text on that. What I really like about this is, like
0: minx and boo where minx is a planeswalker how do we combat the usually kind of negative connotation around running planeswalkers in a commander deck oh we make it have a creature yeah every upkeep like so they're building in the ways to make it a viable path to victory without yeah. you needing to do the deck building work necessarily
1: mm-hmm.
0: um well you still need to deck build <laughs> but yeah please watch us
1: don't show up to your lgs with uh, just the commander yeah right? yeah you, you no. won't get very far
0: but all that to say like i i like what they're doing i mean party is a build around right but mm-hmm. they're making it a little bit more of a they're sweetening the deal a little bit. They're yeah. giving you the card advantage, like you said. Mm. Being able to like see whether or not you're drawing into the cards that you need to complete your party is really valuable because that's one of the toughest things about that archetype is right. assembling the party. Right. So I, I, I think the direction that they're going
1: with these commanders is... I think really nice. And I'm excited to see what you're able to do with this. And uh, she's a rogue herself, right? So it's already 25% of the party. So I don't know how (laughs) many rogues you need to put in. I mean, as many as you want, but like you've you've got that rogue. I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But just to give you a little tidbit of what to work with moving forward. Luckily, um, you know, the ability... Is a little bit easier to work around with you may cast cleric rogue warrior and wizard spells from the top of your library when you account for changeling Oh, uh, nice! Love so it. my showcase card for this is going to be crib swap two and a white for a tribal instant shapeshifter uh it's an instant with changeling this card is every creature type exile target creature its controller creates a one one colorless shapeshifter creature token with changeling
1: so so it says cards right yep you can cast rogue cards from the top of your library Uh, spells spells right yeah spells excuse me yeah Yeah. so uh
0: who wouldn't (laughs) want to cast (laughs) an exile from the top of your deck
1: oh my gosh that is really cool i wonder yeah how many like non-creatures you can fit in that's that's actually kind of cool Yeah. yeah it's like like almost a spell slinger uh, hey, of hey, thing. Hey, Yeah. Uh, or at least in part uh, i love what you did there that's oh, thank you very very cool
0: we'll see if you can uh surprise me with that <laughs> in our <laughs> games next
1: week awesome all right well the second commander coming uh next week from commander legends balder gate is another commander that cares about copying effects i'm going to try again okay. <laughs> <laughs> i want to redo double whammy <laughs> <laughs> um, but this time we're going jess guy we've got Dinahair, Invoker Adept. One, a blue, a red, and a white for a legendary creature human wizard with haste. You may activate abilities of other creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. Nice. Has an activated ability, tap. When you next activate an ability this turn by spending four or more mana to activate it, copy that ability, you may choose new targets for that copy. It's
0: a 4-4. This is going to be freaking dope (laughs) that's a cool ability yeah
1: that's pretty cool i i did my research this time i looked for cards with that four Mm -hmm. mana value activated ability and um turns out there's a lot of equipment Mm -hmm. (laughs) which it's not good synergy it does not work so had to kind of scroll past those uh Mm -hmm. but there are some pretty powerful effects that you can do at that four mana um, activated abilities i
0: believe that and i love that the commander itself is a static built-in thousand-year elixir yes exactly. incredible
1: yeah so even if you're not getting the copy you're still able to
0: this is what i'm talking they build in some of the pieces for you in the commander design to like make it yeah at least you're gonna do the thing
1: exactly even if you're not doing that second part you can still Still have those activated abilities, so it, it's kind of like two part yeah. build around. You want those powerful ones that you can copy, but um, just being able to to tap your creatures when they come in for those abilities, um, because that's important in Commander, right? When you take your turn, you have three other players that are going to take a turn, so you're you know mm-hmm. you're you have to be able to immediately impact the board when you when you when you play a card. I love it. Um, one of those cards that we're going to look to play and activate is another brand new card, Wand of the Wand of Wonder. Three and a red for an artifact. Mm -hmm. Four, tap, roll a d20. Yes. Each opponent exiles (laughs) cards from the top of their library until they exile an instant or a sorcery card, then shuffle the rest into their library. You may cast up to X instant and or sorcery spells from among them without paying their mana cost. Uh, if the d20 is a one through nine x equals one of those spells if it's 10 through 19 you can cast two of those spells if it's 20 you can cast three of those spells all three of those spells and so um you actually could get to roll two d20s you get to do the entire effect two times um if you're if you activate it with your commander
0: oh my gosh i'm so excited (laughs) give me barbarian class now yeah if you've
1: got enough dice rolling in there barbarian class oh my gosh yeah you're just you're just winning um and not by chance uh, necessarily at that at that point
0: no it's with magic because
1: it's a wand it's a magic wand it's a magic wand i wonder how you're gonna win with this magic wand are we outroing right now